Yeah, sure. Hi, Freya. It's Eamon O'Connor from Automated Intelligence. I'm a Partner Solution Specialist, and obviously I've been working with uh, your good selves for, uh, since the beginning of the year on mm-hmm. developing the partner relationship. Hi, Paul Hudson, Solution Strategist for Automated Intelligence. So my focus is really around um, identifying problems, helping customers understand their problems so that we can provide solutions to enable them to become data-driven organisations. Mm-hmm. Um, so we all know that not all data an organisation holds is needed and often we use the term ROT or ROT to describe this, but what exactly does it mean? It's actually an acronym for uh, redundant, obsolete or trivial data. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're focusing on data that um, is obviously of zero value to the organisation. So we kind of obviously talk about useful and non-useful. Um, so here I'm calling it lots of different things, but different organisations view it differently. The key thing is this is data that doesn't have value that ultimately can be removed from a system to save on storage costs uh, and also improve performance of uh, legacy systems, etc. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we found, um, having done you know, hundreds of analytics reporting um, solutions for, for customers, is that typically at least 70% of um, an organization's corpus of data is made up of, of, of redundant, obviously, and trivial data, which yeah. sounds really high, and it is, yeah. um, but it's very common. So you could have, and, and, and ROT really can, as, as Paul said, can mean a lot of things to different people. It's typically rules-based. Um, we can provide, you know, a, a kind of template specification for what it is, depending on the territory, the sector, industry you're in. But ultimately, the... Um, ROT is a, is a kind of flexible measure and again it's something that um, you know can be quite tangible in terms of the results. Mm-hmm. It's probably worth as well just kind of skipped into ROT um, just to, to break it down redundant information. Um, so here we're talking about data that, that is no longer used, um, it's not required for current business activities so it might be for instance a project that um, has concluded and finished so it's no longer mm-hmm. um, you know it has relevancy. When we talk about obsolete, we're then talking about content that has been um, superseded by new versions. And obviously, depending on the systems, how versions are managed, this is very important to understand. But obsolete content is very risky in respect of um, people using the wrong version and the impact that that can have on uh, business decisions. And then trivial, well, we kind of typically they don't have any real business value. I mean, these could be flyers for. Uh, certain events etc you know it's just a really low value content that, that hasn't really been important in making any involved in sort of decision making or um, day-to-day business activities mm-hmm. um so what is sort of the main problems with holding rot data i suppose one of the key ones would be um the volume of storage you know there's a lot of storage taken up um as Eamon said you know between 60 and 80 percent of of um, standard data can be classed as rot, and that's that's just taking up costing so much money. It's not just the cost of those disks as well; 
it's the cost of um, the, the, the software required for or the, sorry the, the backup processes the um, any sort of um, support and maintenance around those that's obviously you know person is responsible for, for managing that so there's there's a lot of hidden costs um, also impacting things like the backup cycles so when full backups can be completed some organizations struggle to get them done mm -hmm. out of hours for instance um, antivirus checking all of those things are, are slowed down so they're big risks to, to consider I mean, one of the, from a cost perspective, um, and again, the IDC clearly mapped this out that anywhere between, it costs anywhere, an organization, anywhere between 10 and 20,000 pounds per terabyte per year to actually maintain data. And if you think about 78% of that is, is rot data, zero value data, data that has no value to organization, you know, that's essentially just wasted money. And again, that's total cost of ownership, as, as Paul said. It's, I mean, for organizations as well that are dealing with challenges around this space. Uh, you know that is a, a, a such a difficult one to handle. IT would typically be trying to um, claw back some space from servers that run uh, running low on, on on volume, and because of that um, that problem where space runs out, people lose faith in, in sometimes in the platform they're working on and will find alternate measures to store content. So it generates other repositories of data. I'm going to stick it on this file share here. It goes into the wrong location. Mm -hmm. So it has an impact on compliance and governance as well because well, your, the people in your organization, the creators and consumers of content, they are, they are um, uh, what's word, very creative mm -hmm. and they will work around some of these challenges. So uh, moving on from that, how quickly can rot data be removed and what are the benefits of doing so? So typically in our experience, um, often why organizations don't necessarily do this form of analysis to understand if their data is useful or not is because it can, you know, it is perceived as being quite a time consuming and costly exercise just to analyze, you know, potentially if an organization has, you know, hundreds of terabytes of data, you know, that's millions and millions of files. So you can imagine that takes time. Um, one of the things we've, we've done with AI is we've, we've developed a solution which is 100% um, cloud-based. So we're able to scale across large volumes of data very, very quickly, scan that information um, in rapid time. And we, we're seeing anywhere, you know, from five to even nine million files per hour being analyzed. Um, and that's looking at obviously the metadata attributes of a file, which um, often can be sufficient to actually be able to calculate levels of rot as well to give an indication of, of the value of data. Yeah, also right on top of that, when you're looking at the metadata, the metadata can be quite insightful around file sizes as well. Mm -hmm. And it's not always, as you think, the largest files are, let's delete those and make space. Yes, there are options around that. Um, but some organizations we've looked at where they've used solutions in the past to try and form analysis of their data has actually created millions upon millions of very small XML files that were holding information. Now, whenever the IT guys were going in trying to save space, they were looking for larger files that would yeah. be quick wins. As soon as we did a scan of this particular environment, we saw there was such a high amount, quantity of these files, um, and the volume was significant that it was an overnight, okay, let's delete that, and it was a massive saving. So it's not always the immediately obvious choices that can cleanse that data. Um, but as Eamon was saying there, we can provide that sort of capability where if, you, if you're processing 5 million items per hour, and you can then make those decisions. I would see all these TMP files, you know, anything that's in that's labeled, um, please delete, or, you know, there's some easy rules you can make to delete content. Deletion doesn't take a lot of time. 
You know, you don't have to take all of that content into the cloud to process it. You can send the instruction down and get that file removed and have a full order trace of that as well. So you can very quickly make those those money savings on that storage. And when we typically do these sorts of analysis, we often find in the region about 7,000 file types. So you think of a file type as um, you know a Word document, docx or doc, for example. Probably only 10, 20% of that, those 7,000 files are actually legitimate file types, ones supported in SharePoint. So, you know, you just want to ask the question, what begs the question, what, what is the rest of that data? You know, and often it's, you know, invalid file types, you know, user-created file types, no ex files with no extensions at all. So immediately you're seeing, you know, 20, 30% of your data, just, you can't, you couldn't probably even migrate it if you want to. Um, you know, it's, it's absolute 100%, you know, data that just can be removed immediately. So, you know, there is real value in performing that level of analysis. That's, that's an interesting point as well there. Uh, you know, sometimes um, document extensions get overwritten, but when people are saving files, they can sometimes overwrite the mm -hmm. extensions. So you can actually have legitimate files that no application can see. Now, as Eamon says there, they can be wrong and you can actually get rid of those and make that decision. But some organizations are also saying, well, okay, hold on a second, but there may be some valuable business information in there that we do need, you know, some sort of decision-making um, information stored there. Um, so it's actually possible for us to detect what the type of content in a file is. So if necessary, we can do deeper analysis and look inside that, that, that file as well. So that's just extending on from, you don't necessarily, not all organizations take the same approach to what Rod is, but we can then go deeper if necessary. And the key really is, is, is understanding what you've got and then classifying that information. So ultimately grouping data together in, in a logical way. So you can say, you look at your rot and you say, you know, out of these, these types of information that you know, have no value to organization, you know, credit classification around that. And then we provide a complementary policy approach that allows you to actually do a hard delete of that information. So you know, from, the, from the solution itself, you, know, you can start to govern your information, which means put retention disposition rules around the data, but ultimately start to manage that zero value data out of the organization in a compliant way. So we, you know, everything's audited. You know, we can actually hold a backup of that information as part of the solution as well for a period of time. So should you need to ever restore any of it, that's something we can do as well. So um, in terms of you know the speed of which we can do it, it's speed of analyzing and obviously having that compliant deletion approach as well. Brilliant, brilliant. Well, thank you both for joining us today on Visual Radio. It's been brilliant to have you on here. Um, and thank you to our listeners for taking the time to listen today. You can subscribe to us on SoundCloud. Thank you for listening. Thanks, Brian. Thank you.